Why can't I trust what I see? My, my scene, just a crime scene. Got the high bins and the sirens. Yeah, my team, we divide teams. Talking dirty money, check the hygiene. All the dirty money, get dry clean. Talking dirty money, Sam Rothstein. Had my goons kidnap your offsprings while I was working on my golf swing. Sorry, I'm late. I just don't give. Hey, yo, 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 rocking with the best known unknown podcast on the internet. As always, it's late to work now, live with episode 28. Uh, we grown, man. We, yeah, man, we moving, man. We, hey, matter of fact, I'm about to be 28. 20 is coming around the oh, corner. Man. Spring is just around the corner. Lots of great things happening, including the birth of your boy. Uh, <laughs> as always, it is your boy, Money Mitch, a.k.a. King Lear, a.k.a. Light Skin Lord of the Flies, a.k.a. the Mixed Skin Messiah, a.k.a. Daddy Longstroke, the motherfucking clitoris wrangler, a.k.a. the dreadhead nigga in your lobby, your everyday entrepreneur. Girl. You can find me at Mitch Gaines Gaines with a Y because I'm a little bit gay. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, wherever else you want to find me. All your preferred social media platforms. I'm here rocking with my right hand man, the funniest man in Rhode Island. Only Chris Allen, Swiss James Jones Jr., the young OG, live in effect in Providence, Rhode Island for episode number 28, man. Get your shit together. For real, for real. <laughs> Live in Providence, Rhode Island, the dirtiest, grossest city in the world. Yo, this place after a hurricane looks messy, bro. Dude, I was driving man. down here, and it was like something out of a Final Destination film. Dude, um, yeah. I'm surprised. My uh, we had a storm like on uh, Friday, and usually, just some of these. I mean, this is like the first. This is probably maybe like the first settled one of the few first settled states like oh, colonies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all this shit smad old and yeah. shit. So Everything when this is from storm, 1800 and yeah, before, yeah, the power would be all out and shit. I was surprised my power didn't go out, but thank God power didn't go out. My girl, this shit was yo like. So she lives on what's pretty much an island. There's two ways in, two ways out. Mm-hmm. And like once high tide hit, like that was yeah. it. Like you yeah, were either right. off the island or on the island, yeah. and there was no going between. Yeah. It's like I'll I'll come over in twelve hours, babe. <laughs> like I gotta <laughs> wait for the ocean to subside. Yeah, uh, shit was crazy. Uh, so I'm glad we're over with that. Apparently, there's another one coming this week, but we're just gonna cross our fingers and hope that spring is actually coming here soon enough. Because it's man. March Madness around the corner, and there's better shit to do than. Burn, burn some fossil fuel, man. Get this global yeah, warming Yeah, let's go. Popping. Heat this bitch up. <laughs> Bring back coal. Let's go, Trump. I'm joking. Please don't kill me. Uh, so, obviously, as we like to say at the beginning of every one of these episodes, my God, did a lot happen. But not really that much happened. I did want to talk about Oscar shit, because uh, I think that's important. Uh, we love our entertainment pop culture bullshit around here. There's some other shit about this lady in Florida. There's some other shit about you know politics hating black people. Shocking, shocking, shocking. Uh, spinning the wheel, where do you want to start? I feel like we should get an actual wheel for days like this. I know, seriously. Should we start at the Oscars? Because I feel like it's in the top of the... It's top of mind. It's. I'm, I'm curious to see what people think. Like my, do, my, do, do, do the Oscars even matter anymore? So, I... This may be an unconventional opinion. Maybe I'm just out of the loop. So, you tell me. Uh, I feel like the Oscars, and I don't know when this happened... Maybe it happened a long time ago, and I just didn't pay attention when I was younger. I just felt like, you know, I I knew maybe more of what wasn't cooler or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, whatever gets nominated for Oscars now always seems very, like, kind of kitschy and niche. Like, I, I haven't seen, like, seven out of the ten nominees for Best Picture. Yeah. I feel like if you're nominated for Best Picture, it should have been something that most people saw and had, like, a large social impact. Yeah. Is that just, like... Yeah, it, well, I guess it's, it's well, it's I guess it's been the trend over the last uh, you know five to ten years where it used to be that the uh, 
the films that won Best Pictures and so forth. Yeah, your favorite Private Ryan, Goodfellas, some shit like that. Good Will Hunting. As of now, uh, and I was listening to this, like, I was listening to Ben Shapiro, who is like a super right wing. (laughs) Uh, he has a podcast, and, uh, yeah. and I just like to see both sides of it. Uh, and it's important to do regardless. I'm not one of those people who just inundates himself with people who. Ben, I always say that Ben Shapiro is like a good guy to go listen to if like he breaks things down. And like, though I disagree with much of his yeah. like conclusions, at least he gives you the logic behind yeah. like that viewpoint. So yeah. like, I think you're wrong almost. In, all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but at least you like you lay out your viewpoint in a way that like I can combat it with other like stats and st- you know facts, yeah. uh, and like he's good for that. And I and I'm, honestly, there is I think he's wrong about some of the uh, cultural things, uh, perspectives that are super right viewing cultural things. And, yeah. And, and, and for instance, but like it, stands on transgender people and shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's wild. It, exactly. But um, I mean, one of the things he was saying about the Oscars, which you were saying, like, yeah, it used to be like um, popular movies were the ones that win, and then what the movies he, that everybody saw and agreed were the best movies of the year. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, he's right. And then that. Harvey but, Weinstein started buying Oscars for people <laughs> in exchange for blowjobs and massages. <laughs> But then, um, would he would like his perspective was like, oh well, now since Hollywood is so left wing, it's like all these niche movies that they're trying to push their agenda, which I don't agree. I just think it's like this elitist mentality where like whoever's voting for the Oscars don't really value public opinion. Yes, as I agree. Much as that. And, I, and it was almost like. Uh, like oh the public likes this shit like yeah, this must be stupid that, that's exactly <laughs> what it feels like to me and I guess that bothers me because that's just like who are you to tell like pretty much and I guess that sounds very like country like middle yeah. America like who are you to tell me what I like I like my Britney Spears yeah. you know what I mean but like on some level like who are you to tell me like some of those movies like okay I read the reviews like they at least seem like things I could be into and mm-hmm. maybe like just should have been bigger movies but didn't have the budget and stuff right yeah. like Lady Bird seems like a deserving movie from everything I've read or like right. seen about it I've seen a couple of clips a couple of previews mm-hmm. you know read you know some of the script and whatnot like that seems like a legit great movie that just had a small budget and needed you know Oscar, you know a targeted award campaign to get uh-huh. it seen yeah cool yeah some of these other movies like The Shape of Water like I don't. Yeah. That's apparently like best picture. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Literally, I haven't been able to figure out anything about it from my everyday. That just seems weird to me. Why are you hiding the best movie? Yeah, I thought about watching it the other day, but I was just like, I try that. Usually, I'm like, all right. Well, I guess that, sound, that sounded really ignorant, but it's just like, I. it seems like if you have all those people behind you, shouldn't everybody be seeing this movie? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you, if you have the votes of the entire Academy, then, like, the most powerful people in Hollywood have seen and enjoy your movie, I'm 100% certain you could have got that into a theater in a suburb and let the rest of America see it, right? Yeah, I mean, you assume so, but, like... <laughs> just, you know, to your point, it just seems kind of elitist. It is. I think that's how... how but we've seen all the best films, and, yeah, uh, and I'm and sorry we, that we didn't, we didn't deem it worthy for you, but... Yeah. Let us let us tell you it was certainly the best thing you've ever seen and now that it's been out for a year, I guess, you know, it's the last season now, so pick it up at Marshall's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, what it, it feels is, like to it me. Is, it, it, it's kinda of shitty. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't like it's not any more a reflection of what the people it's just like these elite it's everything's so elitist. It's like, okay, so let's show us you our our popular people and we'll dress 
It's it's so weird. It's like we'll dress in our finest threads and go out. Oh yeah. We'll show you what's good, and then you peasants go back and watch it. And it's, it, like, it's like like what is the red carpet? Like who is that for? What a, what a weird vanity show. I know. It's all stupid. Like, none of you, even the richest of people, none of you actually dress like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're all clear on that, right? Yeah. Like, nobody actually wears, like, diamond-studded, like, dresses like, to so go watch a movie. Every, yeah, everything, <laughs> so, like, everything is so weird, man. Like, like, yeah, the whole thing is bizarre I think, to me. I think if I went there, I would just be like, I, dude, I would honestly... I For would, clarity, if... Anyone handing out tickets to the Oscars, call me. I'm down to go. Yeah. And I'll gladly wear I a diamond go. suit. No, I'm I'm not, I'm wearing something. I'm in now, especially if I'm like a George Clooney or like Will Smith level. I'm making an announcement that I'm wearing something from like Sears or Macy's to be. Or what I would do is I'd be like, yo, uh, whoever pays for my whoever pays for like X amount of high school students to go to prom. For free, and you make it like a charity look, dude. I was definitely I'll wear their I'll wear their fit. So like if it was like Sears or, cool. or Man's Warehouse, I'd be like, all right, cool, let's go there. I'll pick my joint out, and then like, dude, because it's stupid. Like I'm not gonna pay ten thousand dollars for some fucking suit I'm gonna wear once, so I can be around these elite dickheads. Uh, I don't mean to like railroad this podcast ten minutes in, but I was having this conversation with somebody today, and I I feel like. You're what is it, 33 or 34? 34. 34, okay. So you're 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 a ripe age for this question. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a reasonable amount of money to spend on your wedding suit or tux? I feel like women take a lot of time talking about like the cost of the dress, the ring, whatever. I'm always curious, what are you supposed to spend on like the tux? I Because we're talking about this like, okay, like I couldn't spend 10 grand on a suit I'm going to wear one time to like yeah, the Aussie. I, I, I wouldn't wear a 10 grand suit to my wedding either. But, but don't most people rent their tux? Yeah, them? fuck that though. Come on, are you serious? Yeah. Are you going to rent your wedding tux? I don't know. I never even, I never even thought about this. <laughs> this is the first time I thought about this. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, d- does it matter? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't care about shit like that. Nigga, I'm not know. wearing somebody else's suit to get married. Period. I, I don't care. It'll be your, it'll I'm, be I'm, your first one. You get <laughs> I mean, that's probably fair. I, yeah, I always juggle that between, like, will I have multiple wives or will I die young? Like, one yeah. of the two will happen. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, really? No, I just, I, like... I, I haven't, honestly, until you brought it up, I haven't even thought about it. I don't... I, I don't straight men are so weird. Huh? Straight men are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Like suits, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It'll be some fly shit. I don't know. I and I, and I would have to like gauge how much a, a tux. I mean, how, if it's a tux, if the okay, so my average suits cost like what, like three, three fifty. Yeah, that's probably yeah. I'd, I'd say like my average if I'm if I'm buying a suit, you know, men's warehousing in or whatever K and G. Like yeah. yeah, I'm probably getting like yeah, a nicer suit probably. Yeah, somewhere between three and five. Yeah. So like, so how much if a tux costs a grand? Uh, I don't. Yeah, damn. You're, now you say it like that, like am I pulling the trigger on a thousand dollar tux? I mean, I, w- I mean, that's, yeah, I probably would for my wedding. That, that's not that bad for if you, in this in the scape of how much. A, but I'm saying, I like it, it, a wedding cost. Yeah. A wedding is like what, like forty grand. But like, to marriage, your to your so. point, like I guess here's the way I'm looking at that, right? It's like. If I rent a tux, right? Like, rent a tux, rent suits for, like, your grinsman or whatever. You're probably, like, all the rentals total. Like, you're probably looking at, like, 15, 2 grand or whatever, yeah. right? And you're picking up that tab for, like, your grinsman, I would hope. Like, don't be a dick. No, no. I think they rent their... I, all the weddings I went to, like, you rented your own tux, right? I I never, I've never been in a wedding. 
I've been in this. I've been to a couple, but I've never been. No, in. yeah, I think no. All the weddings, like you took care of your tux. Really, I thought you had to take care of all these people. No, maybe no, I just no, have no. like rich nigga opinions on what weddings. No, are. they get so like this is the, usually like the groom that like if you're in a wedding like they'll pick out let's say you go to this place for your tux fitting. Yeah. And it, co- it coordinates, so you get like yeah, a lower yeah, no, I, yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, 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 they don't they, they, like they don't pay for that. You take care of that, which is like it's reasonable because yeah. it's like ends up being I don't think I think it was like. A hundred some dollars. No, that ain't bad at all. Yeah, so that's like yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's all your homies. You paying eight hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you don't have to pay for that. Yeah, that ain't bad. And I think everyone understands that. But I think like for and and then so you coordinate with your groomsman. I don't think I don't. I think you did. If we did this, looked at statistically, I don't think most. I think most grooms. End up running their tux. I'm I'm sure they do, but I guess like what what I like I could not fathom the idea that I was getting married. Like the, I've always this sounds like such a, like a chick thing to say or whatever, but like the way I look at it is like the day I get married, hopefully the one and only time. But if there's more than one, let it be multiple times. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the day I most photographed probably ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Those are the images that will last in, you know, the rest of the generations of family that care to know who I am mm-hmm. are going to look at those images. Yeah. I'm looking fucking fire <laughs> at my wedding. Yeah. Like, I am, I'm in the gym for a year plus before <laughs> then. I'm doing juice cleanses. I'm doing Molly before my wedding, so I'm smiling the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? I'm there with, like, somebody trailing me around with the powder. Like, I'm looking dope yeah. that entire weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? See? So, like... I'm not doing that in, like, a tux that, like, 40 other niggas wore. Yeah. Like, there's mad dudes in pictures wearing this same suit. Yeah. I, okay. Like, here's, nah, B. Here's the, <laughs> not a chance. Yeah, I mean, not the a only chance. thing I would... See, I, I don't really care about that as much as I care about, like, yeah, yeah, looking good. And there's hard to get, like, a tux... That is fitted the right way. It's always especially See, that, like I, I I think you could do like a pretty nice tux for under five hundred, then spend like a like yeah, some good money like, getting it tailored. Yeah. Like and I, like I tell people this all the time. Like yo, go buy like a like a nice four hundred dollar suit. Spend a hundred dollars at a tailor, and you have a thousand dollar suit for five hundred yeah. bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like hell. Half my suits that I wear now, like I. You go buy them a fucking thrift store for like eight bucks, bring it to a nice tailor, drop 30 bucks there, $30 at the dry cleaners. You have a beautiful brand new suit for 70 bucks. You know what I mean? I'm cheap yeah. as fuck. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not getting married at a thrift store, Tux, just like Dude, I'm not I getting married at a fucking rental. But like, there, you know what I mean? Like, I think you can do that for under, like you said, like under 1500 for yeah, sure. Yeah, I got, a, I got a, a three piece suit from freaking. Berlin and Coat Factory that was on point. <laughs> Took it to the tailor, got everything fucking souped up, and I was like, no one knows. And it was like, it was like guests or something like that. It yeah. was like a legit name. I was like, yeah, it was like $150. I was That's like, what, yeah, I tell people, I don't, hey, have a, I don't have a suit in my closet that ain't designer, bro. I, like three of yeah. them, like Ralph Lauren, I got the Prada in there somewhere. Yeah. Like, all my shit is fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got a suit from one of my favorite suits is from. Um, uh, Express, dude, this suits fit amazing. And Remember, like, man's a big fan of them. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm like over Express, but like they got some, they got some dope suits that like mm-hmm. fit well. So like, not mad at Express. I, I guess uh, the the overarching point here is like, I get the idea of looking good on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. I get the idea of spending a decent amount of money on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. So if we're saying like a thousand is a wedding suit, I'm gonna say any any event in my life I need to look good for. Like the tops I would spend is a third of what I would wear to my wedding. So let's yeah. call that three thirty. Yeah. 
Extrapolate that to people who make millions of dollars, it's about 30000 mm-hmm. Why are you showing up to the Oscars in a $100,000 outfit? <laughs> it still don't add up to me. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I think... Just doesn't add up. Yeah, it doesn't add up, man. Uh, it's, 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 sad, it's sad. I think you just get into that. Once you're in that zone, you get in this, like, keeping up with the Joneses type attitude. Keeping up with the Kardashians, yeah. dog. <laughs> and then you imagine your publicist. Are you going to wear that? Like, you have an image to hold. Yeah. And, like, and you have a stylist that. to pay. Yeah. Like, they got to make you look fire or else you're going to stop paying them 90 grand a year. See, see once Whatever you, you pay a stylist. That's why I would, I would completely reject that because I don't want to live to those standards, man. Once you set yourself up, then you got to continue living this life where you're living up to that standard. Now, now that's where people get fucked up. It's like, Jay-Z said it perfectly. It's like, you're, you're only that hot once. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until the, after that, you just got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, once you peak out, understand you peaked, Yeah. come down a little bit and plateau. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people can't handle that. They no. keep chasing the peak. It's exactly. like a, it's like a drug addict. You know what I mean? Yeah. That first high is dope. You yeah. ain't never getting that high again, dog. Yeah. Like, you can be more successful than that, but you won't be that hot. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. people, like, they put the value on the hotness, not in the longevity. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that'll fuck you up. I know. I mean, some people do it. Some people understand that and keep it consistent. Like, who, like, uh, transition, what, like, Hope obviously has transitioned well over time. 50 has transitioned very well. And by, like, re- like not staying in the same market. Like Fifty, just like he cooled off in hip hop, and then it's like, all right, well, I'll do movies and TV, yeah. and just like scorch. He did. It Sna- he did sneakers. He did everything. Yeah, that's that's the like people don't like all those guys. Whether it's Diddy, whether it's Fifty, whether it's yeah. Master P, whether it's Birdman, whether it's Wayne, whether it's Drake. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? all these people diversified their offerings mm-hmm. so that every time they came back to whatever they originally did, in their case, is all hip hop, right? Yeah. Every time, like, Jay-Z comes back and puts out an album now, mm-hmm. you're like, damn, yo, I can't wait for Jay-Z's music. Because yeah. I've been, like, I've seen Jay-Z do 12 other things since mm-hmm. I heard his music last. Mm-hmm. Same thing with 50 Cent. 50 Cent puts out bad music all the time now. Yeah. But, like, every time I go listen to it, I'm like, yo, Jay-Z, ain't put, uh, 50 Cent, rather, ain't putting out anything, like, two and a half years. I've been seeing him on Power. I've been seeing him on the yeah. fucking Daily Show. I've been seeing him executive yeah. produce. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, shit, I'll go check it out. Yeah, and I don't even like it, but I'm going to give it a listen. Exactly, because he keeps his brand equity to a certain level yeah. that's still respectful, even as he transitions through these different markets and, and and fields. It's like, that's how you got to do it. And if you don't have the, like, the social intelligence or, like, the, or the, uh, I guess it's almost like a, a self... It's like an adaptability thing. Yeah, and, but you have to, like, see it. Like, you have to see how people yeah. view yourself. Well, you have to, you have to have the, I think it's like a deference thing. Like a lot of people, like not only do you have to be able to see it, but you also have to be able to accept it. Yeah. Like a lot of people will see they're cooling off. And like we were saying before, like chase, like trying to re-hot up mm-hmm. and like, you have to have the ability to see you're cooling off, mm-hmm. figure out how to like stagnate that for a bit. Mm-hmm. So you have time to figure out the next thing yeah. and then also like make a transition. Yeah. Doing all three of the th- those things separately are different skills. So putting all three together in one person, yeah. like that's rare. That's why only a few. Like I talk about Drake all the time. Mm-hmm. When Drake came out, I couldn't stand Drake, and I, I love Drake on Degrassi for the record. Uh-huh. I called Drake being a rapper years before anyone was talking. Ask ask my 14, 12 year old friends, whatever. Yeah. Back yeah. when I was like middle school, mm-hmm. I saw like one verse and was like, "That's gonna happen." Yeah. Couldn't stand like pretty nigga Drake, like trying to be hard Drake, whatever. Yeah. But Drake came out from being a child actor mm-hmm. 
turned into like a pretty nigga like songwriter rapper, like R&B rapper, then went super like hood rap for like two albums, Mm -hmm. came back to like every college girl's favorite rapper, Mm -hmm. took like a two and a half, three year tour being like, like, you gotta remember, this guy hosted the ESPYs a couple years ago. He was hosting award shows. Mm -hmm. He was Jimmy Kimmel in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's, so he's doing like that circuit, doing TV appearances, yeah. doing cameos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just being a courtside, being a celebrity guy. Mm-hmm. Comes back, does like label management guy. Yeah. Annihilates the next up and coming guy in a beef. Mm-hmm. Then like turns his career back to like gentle Drake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's done. He's been a different guy every nine months the entire time he's been in the public light. Mm-hmm. Which that's the key. You know, yeah. it's the. People don't want to give him credit for this. Like this is the Trump effect. Mm-hmm. It's like keep the like keep people guessing, and they can never pin you down. People yeah. can't hate Drake because he does too many different things. That's why I, a Drake hater, now struggle to hate Drake. And it's the same thing with everybody you find to be successful. You can't hate on them because there's some other angle of them you're forced to like. Yeah, and I don't. I don't even think. I think like. Or look at I should say. Yeah, uh, and I I think he's always had that. We're way in the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. <laughs> Yeah, I think Oscar's effect. I I think one of it is is coming into it with like knowing who you are, having integrity, and that you know shifting. And because I think like you, people like you who hated Drake was like, oh Drake doesn't do this, or, or Drake is trying to do this too much, or doing this. I don't like this about Drake. Mm-hmm. He's kept on moving. Yeah, and it's like okay, well you have to have the like you can't shift based on the opinions too yeah well exactly you have to be always moving but not moving with the tide moving ahead of the tide yeah and, and you like, just gotta do you and you yeah, can't like that's be the only swayed. way to do that cause once, you, once you're swayed by the opinions it's like oh that's a chink in your armor you can be, be following that looking silly alright so while we're talking about not being swayed by opinions do you have any hard and fast opinions on Oscar snubs people who films you rather see win actor you're you're comfortable with most of this? I think I don't, I just don't care about the Oscars uh, enough to feel like oh well like my favorite movie should have won. I don't even remember like what was I one I think that the Oscars have as we said don't represent what the people want. It's more just an elitist attitude. And two, I I just don't uh, remember what movies came out well, that was I, I just feel like the, the Oscars like it's all we talked about this earlier it's just it's more of a campaign thing now than anything mm-hmm. and like if there's one thing I'm fucking tired of in 2018 it's campaigning yeah and we're gonna get more of it because the midterms are right around the corner and I don't need it in my entertainment <laughs> yeah. so like you can miss me with the whole award show circuit this year shout out to Get Out for winning best original screenplay I just yeah. you know want to give them a quick salute I am I've not seen The Shape of Water. I'm not here to critique it. It Maybe it was the best movie of the year. I do not know because nobody before Oscar season told me anything about it. And I still don't really know where I could have even gotten and seen it because I never even saw it on a marquee yeah, or on a listing. Yeah, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there, and, and like, If it's supposedly the best movie of the year, I don't want to watch it on a 13-inch laptop. So, yeah. uh, I haven't seen it. I hope it lived up to the hype. I don't understand if you're talking best picture of the year in everything that sums up what a movie is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe this is my middle American ignorant showing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's my liberal coastal elitism showing. Yeah. I don't know which. How is Get Out not it? Uh, yeah, I mean... I literally don't know a single person who did not see Get Out and or at least comment on Get Out and why they weren't seeing it. Yeah. It was the most impactful movie I've seen in like eight... Not like seen literally, just seen culturally happen around me mm-hmm. in like eight to ten years. I don't know anything that landed like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I don't even know the formula in which you're critiquing movies nowadays. Yeah. Or who is the Academy? <laughs> like, it, it broke genres. It was funny. It was horrifying. It was, like, a social commentary. It was yeah. dramatic. It was, like... It grossed well. It did well all over the country and all sorts of different audiences. It was thought, like, what else is film supposed to be? The performances were good. Yeah. And, but we can't, we really can't make, we really can't say that since we haven't seen Shape of, Shape of Water could be the illest, so. I, I mean, fair. I guess what I'm saying is, like, that's my whole argument here is, like, if it's, if it's that ill, then, like, why didn't people push it like they pushed something like Get Out? Yeah, was it was it. It's not like Get Out was, like, some huge, like, you know, like, Movie house backed production. It's like a twenty million dollar movie, forty million dollar movie. I think it shot in like forty days. I think, but I think it opened to like all the theaters, most of the theaters. Yeah, but like Shape of Water, I don't think did it. No, I don't think it did. I guess uh, my question, I guess, on that is, I don't. Maybe this is just my ignorance about the movie business. I don't understand where like comparable budget movies, right? Mm -hmm. Like, some of them go, like, this indie route, and some of them go major release route, and some of them go, like, select theater How that decision gets made, but after that decision gets made, like, once we're through that first run, and it's clear, like, this was a very beloved, wide, you know, great movie, mm -hmm. how is that not then, like, readily available to the masses until, like, multiple years later? Like, yeah. I remember uh, this happened, uh, I felt like uh, Eternal Sunshine, Spotless mm -hmm. Mind. That was like one of those movies that everybody heard about, but nobody got a chance to see for like years. Yeah. And then like, I won all these awards, it was like this darling of a movie, and then you saw it like five years later, and it was almost like too much hype by the time I saw it. Yeah. It was like a really excellent movie, but I didn't think that until probably the third or fourth time I'd watched it, because mm -hmm. the first, first or second time I've seen it, I was just like, this is what I waited like four and a half years to be exposed to? Yeah. So they were train spotting. Well, Couldn't find transporting forever. Yeah, and then if you think about it, like these movies do not transition well through time. Like think about all the other movies that like were won these awards. Like how many so, of them did you go back and watch? I'm or I'm I'm not a I'm not a big believer in like stealing other podcast theories on things, but one I dearly subscribe to is Bill Simmons has this whole idea uh, that we should treat the Oscars more like the Hall of Fame process mm -hmm. where we dis like we hand out the Oscars mm -hmm. for that year five years later mm -hmm. so like we'd hand out the, the 2018 Oscars in 2023 mm -hmm. and I guarantee you in 2023 we would all agree that Get Out was the best movie of 2018 yeah but the problem with that is so much money and because whoever wins this award and has the best picture this year it's like that's the, oh, that's, oh, that's the ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the ticket. that's the for the director, the cast, the, the everybody. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want an Oscar, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like up my rate, quadruple. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and, and so, like, yeah, I, I get that, but I'm just like, as far as like, you always look back at some of these. I go through Oscar winners every now and then, like oh, Oscar season comes up, and you click some article, and it gives you. You just look at some of these, and you're like, how in the world? Yeah. Like, how in the world didn't Saber Brian Rabbit win every Oscar? Right? Yeah. Like. Some of them hold up, like, you know, mm -hmm. obviously, Sam Burma or uh, Good Will Hunting, obviously, my favorite movie of all time, so a biased opinion there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of these hold up, but then you have other ones, and I'm just like, mm. Yeah, it's almost becoming, like, fashion, where, like, the, you see some people that who win, like, these fashion awards or these runway shit, and you're like, what the fuck? It's like, no one's wearing that. No one wants to see that. And it's like, the award show's almost becoming that, like, these niche projects that like real people aren't really invested in or care about but like a few elitist people are just like oh this is what's cool yeah no I'd, I'd largely agree with that I, I mean I I don't know 
I don't want to. Do, I feel like we've done this for a few weeks straight, where we just sit up here and like bash liberal elitism, but it's really gotten to kind of a fever pitch level where it's just like. I think I, it's just elite, elitism all It shouldn't be just a little just this I mean, aspect is is, is liberal. F- fair, I, I guess my my point. I, I was listening to a researcher from MIT and Harvard debate this over mm-hmm. some fucking podcast a couple weeks ago, and it's like the truth of the matter is like people call it liberal elitism because like. You you become liberal as you become elite in yeah. most circumstances. Mm-hmm. If you if you in are certain sectors, especially in socially, yeah. Uh, I, I should I should critique that. Like the the ticket to social elitism mm-hmm. is like an acceptance of quote unquote all people while maintaining your own like uh pri- like privilege and status. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so being able to transition between multiple like social circles, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. that chameleon like effect. Mm-hmm. That's what gives you the ability to be like an elite person. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, like, Well-liked amongst the common people yeah, but still exactly. among the common That's what people. makes, like, Trump such a fascinating, like, case. Yeah. Like, he, he's, like, he's uh, somehow that likable across enough different places mm-hmm. where, like, he can resonate, but, mm-hmm. like, he's not, like, he's... I secretly, I think he started as a liberal and just, you know, he's... You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, play, he just plays the mask. That's yeah, what he does. Exactly. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. We're getting down the line. Uh, are there any other things uh, Oscar related we want to get into? Uh, have oh, we have to get into, we have to like touch oh, on like Kobe. The, uh, the, the, well, the R- Kobe, Kobe and the, the science. It, well, they kind of tie into it. So let's so, let's first touch in the Ryan Seacrest thing, which is um, so if if everyone we spoke on this pre- uh, previously in the podcast about the ac- accusation against Ryan Seacrest with his stylist. Uh, accusing him of, you know, sexual misconduct or, or assault to some, I guess, yeah, I guess yeah. it will be assault because she's accusing him of, like, pushing her head down, like, wow. Wait, wait, you're talking about Ryan Seacrest or you're talking about Kobe? Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, Both okay. Both of them have yeah. accusation, but oh, Ryan no, Seacrest yeah. the yeah, yeah. one that was getting a little bit, well, Kobe actually went to trial on his, which is, like, one of the things. Did he go to trial? Did he yeah, he, they dropped the charges because she had. She. Uh, he admitted that I thought, he I had. Thought they settled. No, no sure. they dropped. The, well, they dropped the charges. Or he got acquitted, or they dropped the charges because when they uh, during the trial they found out that like this girl, uh, and Kobe admitted that he had sex with her, and it was consensual. It was rough, and then like she, they tracked her sexual history. I guess she had like. Some multiple people's DNA inside her underwear or some shit like that and so they were just like this girl's a freak she doesn't rape so that kind of threw her case apart and so yeah it's like, a really yeah. fucked up way to treat rape victims in general yeah but I don't I, I just have a I, I don't do you really think Kobe raped that girl if you you don't remember the case I've always had mixed feelings about the Kobe case cause like so so he settled. That's how they. That's how it got dismissed. No, they went to trial. I'm, and then, I'm, I'm oh, reading oh, it right. Oh, oh, that they, they went to trial. Then she filed the civil lawsuit while they were still in trial. Then they settled the civil lawsuit, oh, okay, and yeah. then they threw out the the criminal case as part of that. Mm-hmm. I usually look at that timeline of events mm-hmm. and say that's that's a money grab. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You file criminal criminal charges, then you know you file the civil charges. You cash out the civil charges and you get rid of the criminal charges. I usually think that's a money grab. Yeah. I, over years of reading more of these stories and looking at people like Donald Trump, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's got a couple of those in his past. Mm-hmm. I look at those now kind of along, more along the lines of, like, 
you file charges and then realize like there's no like some people you can't beat. Like you're not gonna beat Kobe in his prime, dog. Well, <laughs> you're gonna have your name dragged through the mud nationally for as long as it takes to discredit you, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna be swamped with legal fees and your life is gonna go away. Or you can take this check and shut up and go away. Well, I think I mean. So well, I don't know which way that went, and I'm not comfortable guaranteeing it went one way or the other. I'm 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 gonna lean towards the fact that I don't think Kobe raped some girl in like Idaho or wherever this shit just happened. Montana. Montana. And so, look, here's the thing: like, it, it is a tough case. But if there's enough evidence, then you gotta you gotta let the evidence speak for it for itself. But, and, and I guess that that's that's my point. And I I always err on the side of innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And so like put it, put it this way: when you talk about like people, we need to separate you know their art and their person. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that we need to do that with Kobe. Like I'm still yeah. a Kobe fan. You yeah, know what I mean? And I, I feel too. okay and comfortable with that. I will also say like. In a lot of these cases, people always say, well, if there's enough evidence, then the case would speak for itself. Yeah. Just because there's not evidence doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, but you yeah. can't, like... So, uh, exactly. I'm not going to condemn him. I'm yeah. not saying we need to put him in the stockade or, like, throw mm-hmm. away the key and lock him away. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not comfortable saying flat out, like, no, this person was obviously lying and that didn't happen just because he paid her a fat bag of money and made the case go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what rich niggas who get away with shit do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the MO. That's... A, that, Shit, dude, remember Kevin Hart, right? What shorty trip? Now was a money grab. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it can cut both ways, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've i seen it go both ways about 50% of the time, I guess is my point. Well, I don't think... Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I've seen 50% of these cases be gold-digging broads who are, like, really out here just, like, trying to get the bags off of, like, accomplished people. Yeah. I've also seen a lot of shitty men who are just abusing people left and right, paying out house money left and right, until one of these bitches says, like, that has, nah. That has to be... Apologies, I didn't mean to call uh, them bitches. That's terrible. Some of you are bitches. <laughs> yeah, but not the ones who are being raped and then uh, standing up for yeah, themselves. Exactly. Those aren't bitches. That's my point. Um, you bitches out here gold digging? <laughs> them, them's bitches. Here's the thing. <laughs> that has to be, like, one of the most unanticipated... Obstacles that you have to maneuver through, as far as like you finally get your fucking dream, like yeah. you worked hard, and then you realize that like the people who are around you all have motives and shit. And you're like, fuck, I never thought about this shit, and it's like now you have to like you meet a good girl. Do people know? like? Is that just me having anxiety? Because I've always been bewildered at that idea that like I've never really. Th- that's all I think about. I think everybody around me has an angle, and when they don't, I'm genuinely surprised. Um, no, I don't. Well, some people, I'm, I can feel if it's getting like, okay, there's a motive around here, but I don't genuinely, I don't genuinely think about, okay, like this person around me has a motive. I, I typically don't. I've, I'm, I typically don't put people in a position where like they can take advantage of me. Or I need anyone, and it's it's part it, it it's it's probably a, a fault to a fault because I won't allow myself to be vulnerable in a lot of situations, but um, but like until like you feel like comfortable with someone, I'm not like I'm not gonna give you enough rope to hang me with. That's fair. Um, but like a lot of these people, especially I do that more than I should. <laughs> well, I think I and just imagine like you like you achieving your dreams and you're just like a good person and finally you pop off 
especially like I mean athletes who've been catered to their whole life and yeah. everyone's been like treating them you know but like even but outside of that like actors and like comedians and so forth and musicians who's always models, wanted yeah. this love never got it because all the love went to the athletes yeah. as they grew up and so but you're a musician you're an actor you're a comedian you just yeah. been shit on you're, your you're a band life. geek you're a drama yeah. nerd yeah. and you just wanted all this attention yo oh man I just wish people would just embrace me and love me but finally you get there and every time you turn around oh well I'm gonna sue him because he fucked me up, or yeah. like, he, and it's like, dude, no, no, I what? I, I was just trying to be nice, and I. Well, like you're, you signed a contract that your best friend, who's your lawyer, drew up, and yeah, all of a sudden he's got sixty percent of your money. Yeah, yeah, dude. you know what I mean? Yeah, Damn, man, that's gotta be. That's gotta. You just, this is why I think that a lot of. people... This is why we haven't hired a business manager because I'm scared that somebody's gonna like take everything that we make here, make a bunch of money, and then I take am, all the money. Dude, I have. I have <laughs> fucking shows like I've thought about this a lot of times when shit when shit gets popping dude like one like you have to be the one that like reads all your contract with a lawyer and with maybe another lawyer to check that lawyer and then make things you're fair because you should like and that's the thing like we've been said like once you start to get to a certain level like you're in like you have to have a foundation of like uh, understanding what you want and what you need, but also having like integrity, knowing who you are, knowing what you want. And I think that's why a lot of people who get this um, get this fame and success and shit and end up fucking just as depressed and just mm. as upset because they didn't know who they were when they were achieving this. And then like they didn't have the in- integrity to know where like, okay, well, like, yeah, I want this success, but I'm not gonna cut any corners, or I'm not gonna sell out in order to do this. And it's that's a hard decision it's to just, make. It's lonely, bro. It like, is lonely. Straight up, like it's it lonely. is lonely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And imagine one of one of the things like I learned in, the, in like my early twenties, like I was always a big like do everything yourself because nobody's mm-hmm. here to help you kind of guy because mm-hmm. like. That's just kind of how my life played out. Like, yeah. a lot of people were there to help me, thankfully, but, like, most of the time, like, you still do a lot on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got older, and I was like, no, nah, like, you know, maybe, you know, I got, like, emotionally healthier. And I was like, no, nah, like, maybe you can let other people help you. Like, yeah. lean on some other people. Like, lean on experts in your life who are, like, be- you know, you have a friend who's a tax lawyer. Like, let him help you with your money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's never worked out well for me. Yeah, you know I mean, I've been doing that for like a couple of years and like, yeah, I have some great friends and I'm not trying to take shots at any of my friends, whatever. But every time I've relied on one of my friends to get something done for me, it's gone worse than if I had done it for myself. Yeah. Almost. I shouldn't say every time, but almost every single time. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's a hard lesson to learn. And that's true for pretty much everybody in the world. Yeah. And I think there's like, 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 for instance, I, that's the one thing I love about com- like doing comedy because like, I don't need, like, it's not like being in a band where like, if I want to move forward, I don't have to be like, yo, like, we got brand practice. Let's, like, coordinate this. It's like, if I want to move forward, it's like, I sit here, I fucking dim the lights, I put on music, and I just mm. fucking write. And then when it's time to, like, try some shit out, it's just me. I go go to the mic, and I stand on the stage by myself, and I express whatever I feel. And that's, like, I like that element of my life because it's, like, not, it's like the only thing that's pushing me forward it's like my effort and shit like that. But on the other hand, like we had the podcast, which I was like, I don't want to do a podcast sitting here by myself every week, you know? And I don't, and I know that like an element to having someone else with a different personality makes it better. So, all, and I like this, you know, 
because of like how we work together, you know, and I know this like I need you for this and we need each other. And, and then like an awe like, factor. Yeah, but like those are two. I mean, but like so like there is elements where you can compartmentalize where like yeah. yo like I need like other people in order to move forward. But I don't think this I would appreciate this as as much if I didn't have. Yeah, like, no, I agree with that. I think like it's. One of the things, I guess, tying back to, like, you were saying with athletes is, like, that's got to be one of the weirder parts of that struggle is, like, you have to be doing almost all of that on your own, you think about it. Like, you're the one who's up at 4 a.m., you're the one who's drinking egg whites in the morning, Mm -hmm. you're the one who's running 16 miles, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. As Kobe famously said, bitch, you always want me shooting in the gym. All right, right, question for you. At what, okay, either you can do it by dollar amount or you can do it by, like, Okay, this person's career level. What career level or dollar amount or fame amount do you think you reach where things get fucking weird with your friends, with your family? Oh, when things get like uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Un- things get uncomfortable, or you like, or money stops like improving Money's, your life. Money. Because those are different things. Okay, we're the the point where like um, the your it affects the relationship. It affects okay. your relationships. Uh, I let me. I will put the quick asterisks up here. Mm-hmm. I think that question one thousand percent depends on what your friend circle is like, or like mm-hmm. where you come from, what your family's like, and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. I think if I was you, um, I don't think so. I I think you drop a billion dollars on your lap right now. Well, yeah, but Oprah status or yeah, but I guess what, but I guess what I'm saying is like that gets weird for anybody for sure. Like. I think if I, if I was steadily making a quarter million dollars a year, mm-hmm. that would get pretty weird with most of my friends. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that like that. But that, but I'm I'm saying that's where my friends are. Oh, yeah. If all my if I grew up in a place where all my friends came from like multi millionaire families, mm-hmm. then like you know hundred mil things might get weird. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like with my friend circle, a quarter million a year, three hundred fifty five hundred thousand dollars a year maybe. Yeah. And probably my more elite friend circles, I have some friends who probably make like. Up uh, like around two hundred to three hundred thousand. Yeah. Like the, the more like the pe- as far as people I know on like a real first name basis, like I can call them up. We can go get dinner. Like mm-hmm. I know them well enough. I'd, I'd say on the higher end of things, I probably know a handful of people who make sub five hundred thousand six figures. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the peak of that I know can like I can like get to within my network. That's not true for everybody. You know yeah. what I mean. So if you've got people in your network that like. There's a couple who, people hanging around your network who have five million, or ten million dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. then that changes that question. But like I, as somebody who predominantly hang out with people who make somewhere between you know thirty and seventy grand a year, thirty and a ninety grand, they look at you a lot differently and treat you a lot differently. I'm, I yeah, would so, you be different? It, would you act here, different? All right, so here's here, here's the exact scenario I was Start like the like approach this question with, right? If you guys go out, at what, at what point is it, it like expected that you're picking up the bill? Um, if I go out with my friends, yeah. How much how much money do you need to make before like that's not like a conversation like you're picking up the tab every time we go out. Like I'd say if you if you make three hundred thousand dollars a year in my friend circle, uh-huh. you'd I'd be picking up the tab every I'm time not, we went out. Picking up the tab every time, out of respect for them. Because it's but, like, but that's my so okay so so this is the point of the question. I agree out of respect for them. At what point do you make so much money that it's almost disrespectful for you? Like, it's no longer respectful for you to let somebody pay for themselves. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how much money is that? If I make half a million dollars a year and you make fifty grand a year, 
It's not respectful for me to let you pick up your check. It's respectful for me to not make it a thing. Where, like, I'm just paying the check and we're not talking. Like, that's not a conversation. Yeah. Well, I think... I you think, see what I mean? Yeah. Like, that changed the relationship. Well, I think it's, 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 it's different. A, it a, depends. I love so, a good hypothetical. So yeah, this is great. because I think it's like, okay, if you're out at the at a ball game and shit like that, yeah. then, like, dude, we trade, we're trading. Yeah, trading rounds, yeah. I've been out with, like... Some of my friends who I know make a shit ton of money, yeah. and it's like we go to the bar. I'm like, yo, what y'all want? Because like it's it's out of it's yeah, like, no, that, and that's uh, I agree that that's flat out. First yeah. off, like that's part of male social dynamics. Yeah, like, exactly. no no group of men goes out and like even if you're the guy without money, right? Yeah. It, like I've been this guy for sure at other points in my life. Like you still go out and like you're out with two of your buddies. Yeah. You buy the third round and then like only have five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, your friends bought two and you bought one, but, like, you feel like you contributed and exactly. your friends won't yeah. bash you. Like, like niggas all understand that's the move. So, no matter how much money we make, if we're just out, like, at the bar, yeah. sure. But I'm saying, like, if we go out to dinner and the check comes, we're obviously not splitting the check. Well, it depends on where you're, it, it depends on where you're at. Like, if you're like, yo, let's so, go Okay, so dinner. back to the hypothetical. How much money does do you need to make where it doesn't depend on where you're at? I don't, I... I think uh, if I if I made half a million dollars a year mm-hmm. and still hung out with most of my same friends, which again we're talking about when when does the relationship change, right? Yeah. So like we're definitely in that territory already, but let's say we're, I still hang out with all the same people I hang out with now. If I made half a million dollars a year, probably like the nicer end places that I'm going are you know let's call it eighty to one hundred fifty dollars a plate or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm going out to dinner with any of my friends, like I'm just picking up that tab. Yeah. I, What's that gonna be like max like a thousand? Yeah, I, I think I so. Like five hundred G's. If, 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 yeah, if it's a big, if it's like a big dinner and everyone's out, that's what I mean. Like that. But if it's like, if it's any, no, that, if it's I'm anything that, where we're sitting down, I just, I, I'm that, I'm that t- bearing that burden every time. I'm not saying every, I'm not saying it's gonna be like every <laughs> single drink the people in your life. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. you pick up every, every time. But, but I'm saying like. Any any time where it's even like debatable, like I'm just I'm I'm getting that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just what you do. I feel like in that scenario. I don't think so. Here's the where I. I guess that's how you don't stay rich. That's for sure. It, it will, yeah, <laughs> and and that's what I'm thinking. I think that here's the, I don't want that pattern to where like yo like oh he's paying and it, because it becomes something programmed in their mind to when if you don't pay, yeah. it's like oh word like yeah yeah, and you don't this, want that. What's his issue? You know, oh, we went out, but he didn't. It, it starts becoming like you know, people get accustomed to shit. Then you explain to your broke friends that your stock index is down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, um, if you let's just say like you fucking came up on because it's different when you like come like you you hit a like uh forty million dollars yeah. on Instagram. What, what do you what do you do? Do you do you, do you Buy a new house. Oh, these are also like, uh, so all right. You hit forty, you cash out twenty because uh, you gotta go lump sum. Let's uh, say it's, it's forty after tax. Forty after tax. All right. Uh, uh, mostly invest. I'm buying. I'm buying probably. I'm buying a house to live in, an investment property, and a house to vacation in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably buying a couple. You know, probably a car or two at each of those locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's call that ten mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably investing 10 mil in like very safe, secure things mm-hmm. uh, with like low but steady interest rates, um, you know, bonds, you know, maybe, you know, fucking utilities, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I know is going to like be stable for a while. Yeah, so you stay, you're keeping yeah. them conservative. Yeah. All right, all right. So like, I'm keeping pretty reasonable. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. So what do you, who do you tell? I mean, that, 
What do you mean? Who you tell? How, who's not gonna know? I don't know. I, I'm not telling everybody how much money I got, but I'm telling people I came up. Like, I'm, I'm definitely posting photos of the new house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm definitely like, when you... Yeah, but, but this is what I mean. Like, this is what this is what's hilarious about... And I I hope one day that we're rich and famous and I can look back on these things and laugh. Yeah. But, they, like, this is what growing up poor, like, you set your expectations and start playing. Like, what would I do with $40 million? I was like, yeah, buy a couple houses, a couple cars. But, like, the cars I'm buying are, like, tricked out Subaru Impreza's. Oh, I want, like, a really like, nice like, Mitsubishi Lancer. You know what I mean? Or like a sick, like, VW, like, R32. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't want, like, Bentleys and shit. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with a $750,000 car? I'm buying, like, like old, like, I'm souping up a GTO. Um, Oh, my God. I have to nerd out for 30 seconds on this podcast. You mentioned a GTO. Uh, We're driving over the weekend. This is Saturday. I'm driving, going out to go watch Carolina Duke. mm -hmm. I drive uh, on the street in Revere or whatever, and there's this fucking... Gorgeous, like late sixties GTO, mm, all wow. black, black and chrome rims. Jeez. Shit is fucking gorgeous. And I seen the back window of for sale sign. Oh, and I say, I don't. I wonder what led to him selling this. That's yeah. a shame. But like, my God, is that car in nice condition? It was beautiful. And I pulled over and took a look at it the next time I drove by and looked inside. And this car is fucking mint. Like this is beautifully taken care of. This thing must have been in a garage the past thirty years. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I drove by the very next day. So, sent, no. Yeah whole fucking left part of the like the tail end blown out somebody had driven straight into it like mangled the whole bumper the trunk the back fender Uh, i almost fucking cried like i was with my girl i let out an audible gasp uh, and she was like what happened and i just looked back at the car she's like what i was like i can't explain it to you it was just it was such a horrifying sight Uh, but yeah, yeah. no. Nah, so it's like I wouldn't even buy like shit like that. Like yeah. I'd buy like a nice practical car. Like I'd probably get like a nice like Benz or something to cruise around in. Yeah, I mean, I probably nah, actually a Beamer, but like yeah, yeah. I probably do like a Range to, to cruise around. Yeah, that's cool. That's what I mean. Like everybody's like, got their car. That was, I mean, yeah, I, I, a car I'd, like up I'd the wardrobe a little bit. I do some. I do a lot of traveling is what I would do most of the time. Exactly, I would do a lot of traveling. A lot of, a lot of investing, would, a lot of traveling. I wouldn't tell a soul how much I made. They would have that. I wouldn't. I don't post a lot on social, which I need to start getting better at posting on social media. As well. I need to get better, but I also need to clean up my past. Like, my social media has been messy. <laughs> like, nigga, I've been on social media, like, heavily since about 2008. Like, I said a lot of fucking dumb shit in the early <laughs> days of my social media career. Yeah, I think you can hire some people to fucking clean your shit up. If, yo, seriously, if any of our listeners do that and you're cool with being discreet, you just send me a price tag we can talk. Because, like, bro, like, I had my Facebook account deleted. I'm going to leave it at that. Word, you know what I mean? So, like, I shouldn't say that on a podcast that we air on Facebook all the time. Uh, but it's like, dude, if, yeah. Like, which is for, that's a good thing. We should probably not have pre-2013 Facebook. Do you worry about available. that? See, I, do you worry about that when you're looking for a job or anything? Like, you're not going to, if someone uh, me like that, then I, I, it's funny you say that. I worry about more with this than I do with jobs. Really? Uh, I'm very, I'm way more worried that, like, if at some point down the line, like, you know, like, you know, fucking handful of people listen to this right now. We love you. We love all of our faithful listeners. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's, you know, 50, 60, 100 people, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like when we have, you know, 8,000 people a week listening to this, yeah. I'm a lot more scared then that somebody's yeah. going to go track down some one tweet from 2012 uh-huh. where, like, yeah. you know, I called people. somebody, you know, faggot ass nigga, and they're like, look, he's homophobic <laughs> and racist. And it's like, yeah. Bro, I'm a that's, faggot ass nigga. What you that's, talking that's about? Tough, that's like the Milo thing. Yeah, like, they can't box Milo in because he's like he's gay, he likes black dudes, and he's conservative. But, but, but here, here's my exact life. point to you. 
all of a sudden that story's out there, and now I'm, I'm now I'm in the Milo conversation, which is a that's just a lane of like notoriety. I just don't want for myself. Well, I think he 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 abuses it. Oh yeah, you know, and he's he's that dude. He has to be. I wonder wonder what his IQ is. He has to be genius. Genius yeah, and I'm I'm not as smart as Milo. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> not like, not you, with interacting with social. I don't think you take their. He does it on purpose to take these risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's his, that's his shtick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like, it's hard to like. You can't really box you in because you live in you live in this zone. Where I live like, in the well, in between, baby. Yeah, exactly. Which is it's a good I'm a centrist by birth. I'm multiracial, multisexual. <laughs> like it's, yeah, exactly. I'm like, in the middle. It's yeah, <laughs> what I do. Super gray area. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I think so. I think we're we're in this weird zone where um, everyone's so offended, and everyone's so uh, accusative. If that's a word, accusatory. That, accusatory. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> where it's like no. it's like I, I hate that we live in this zone where you have to be like, oh man, like did I say something? Did I do something? Like if you weren't allowed. How do you feel about say, that with comedy? Because like. Because especially you talk about like you need to be better about getting shit out on social media. It's a weird line because it's like so if you say something that was supposed to be a joke but is interpreted as just like your musings of the internet. Uh-huh. Now all of a sudden like you're like this shitty person where like you see you say literally the exact same words on stage and it's yeah. hilarious and like yeah. people get the context. Yeah. Is that like difficult to navigate? Uh, I on stage I don't care. I, I'm gonna say what I. But it, but that's what I mean. So yeah, like yeah. obviously you're that person there. But then like you say something like that on Twitter. Yeah, I don't. I haven't used Twitter enough as far as like writing. You should. Twitter is a bad place to be. I know, and but I I'm thinking like I've wrote like I have like like tweets that like I want to like tweet <laughs> just like I thought like just be a funny tweet. Um, That's how I realized I had no filter. Every funny person I know I've ever spoken to, ever listened to an interview with, uh, they always talk about having shit in the drafts, like ready to go. Uh, no filter, dog. I've never once intentionally saved a draft in my life. Well, this is well, nope. I, I, this is the, I just like think of something and I'm like, I'm not gonna tweet it right now, but like I think this would be a funny tweet, and I have a bunch of them just like saved up. But I don't, I don't really. Some people we gotta just there has to be people who don't care. And I think that's the next wave. It's it, like the pendulum's on the swing so the other way. And so th- this is the great debate of Internet 3.0, though. Does it swing so far that way that, like, we really need the people who don't care? Mm-hmm. Or where a lot of people are investing in thinking when you, when you talk about, you know, cryptocurrency, the Bitcoin folks, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about blockchain. And the idea behind blockchain mm-hmm. is this super authenticated Internet mm-hmm. where, like, everything you do is counted as, like, a transaction on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And we know everything that you've ever done. So every everything you ever commented on, everything you ever watched, like, these are all transactions that are logged against you and yeah. are tracked. Mm-hmm. So now it's like... Well, you you can't be the guy who doesn't care on the internet because everything you do on the internet counts. Yeah. Now that's frightening. I want nothing to do I, with a world I, like that. That's I, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not participating in that. I don't care. Like you can. Oh, it's like. How do you not though? Like look, you, look at how look how like necessary the internet is now, right? Like you couldn't you well, couldn't be offline as a comedian if you wanted to. Have you ever, dude? This is like, it's like that. Uh, that um, Black Mirror episode yeah. where like the truck driver lady yeah. just didn't give a fuck and she was just herself. She didn't care about what you read. That's what I, I just I just can't carry anymore, man. It's like I, I just I don't. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I know we're coming up on an hour anyway, but like I agree with you very fully on that. I guess I just worry that like it seems like in today's day and age, you're not allowed to say I don't care and walk away. They'll just shoot you. 
Yeah, I, and I mean, not in like a little, but like nobody is letting you get get away with not caring anymore. Like your career is coming tumbling down. You might go to jail. You might have your kids taken away from you. You might like things yeah, things in your life are going to get different if you decide not to care. Like well, you're gonna lose out on a lot, well, and I, that scares me. I think okay. So to bring it back to like, uh, I mean, not even like uh, like a Milo ish not even that deep but like you look at how he how he does it like he's an extreme version of I don't care I'm gonna say what I want to say and go fuck yourself yeah um and and then there's another spectrum of like a Jordan Peterson where it's like okay well I'm gonna do what I want I'm gonna I have a uh integrity I have a, a a foundation of who I am and what I care about I will articulate exactly why I'm not playing you by your ball by your rules but I'm not playing by your rules, and and if, if you guys wherever you want to debate this, we'll debate this. But you know, you're not controlling me. I'm gonna say. I, I guess what scared me is like we like undoubtedly like people are you know whether we're doing this effectively or not. Mm-hmm. Certainly debatable. I would say not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like we're always going to police those people, right? Mm-hmm. Like if your stance is I'm not playing by your rules, the general like societal reaction to that is. Why aren't you and you're a threat, right? So, like, towing the line between, like, I'm not playing by your rules, but I'm still allowed to exist in your society mm-hmm. is, like, a pretty hard line to tow anyway and getting harder in the age of the internet and I, well, <laughs> also being black and male and young. Here's where I, here's where I think there's a lot more people who, who feel more like me than feel, feel like living this oversensitive culture. I mean, I think that is part of the reason why you have a Donald Trump, because there's a large portion of society who's like, no, fuck all that. Fuck all this PC shit. Like, I'd rather have someone... See, but that's the thing. It's, it's like, you can't... It can't just be, like, fuck all... Like, you can't say fuck all that shit. Like, including people and being nice to all sorts of people is a good thing. Like, I don't want to say it's fuck police. all... That, it right. shouldn't be police. Right. It should and, be, like, but culturally... The, but there's a difference between saying fuck, fuck being politically correct mm-hmm. and fuck policing you deciding what the proper amount of political correctness is. It, well, okay. As somebody who doesn't have a tie to that group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, fuck white women telling other people how they should approach speaking to black men. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. fuck that shit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, like... If you're going to tell me, like, fuck black men advocating that I don't want to be called a nigga by white men. Yeah. No, nah, I'm cool with that. Well, and in reverse. I, like, I, like, I don't... Well, no, I, I... Well, here's the thing. It's like, I will... Like, I'm cool with people standing up for themselves, I guess. I'm, and I'm cool with people standing up for themselves. But I am also cool with, like, if you feel like you should be free to call someone a nigga. And even if you're white. Now, you have to pay the consequences. And that may be like, yo, like... You not getting the job because you, someone thinks you're racist, but it's your right. Do you, you? I mean, that's freedom of speech. You should be able to feel how you feel. Now, and I will defend your right to say whatever you want to say. Uh, so I guess, Mark, like the issue there is like, okay, like in theory, I agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. But if you call me a nigger and like that's your right to do that, yeah. and you have to live with the consequences. If the consequences are me assaulting you, now I went to jail. Yeah. Now is that on me for responding or is that on yeah, you for provoking you, me? Because we live we you can't you can't you either you buy into freedom of speech or you don't. Now, I do. I just also buy into freedom of reaction. And and I agree. And like maybe and I, I and I agree and that stops at violence. Maybe right? like that's where that becomes criminal. We agree on that? Exactly. And I and I would be like, yo, hey, he just he earned that ass whooping. You know? And I, I will be on your side. But I will also know that like, yeah, you can't you know, he has the right to call him a nigga. 
and you know, but you got your ass whooped, so you know. So if he's saying we're gonna round up all you niggers and kill them all, and I beat his ass, now is that still on me? It depends on what the law says. Now that, that's my question, right? So now we're policing it. Well, it depends on what the law says. Well, so, well, like, well, if we're talking, and that's where this is my point. It's like this is where that gray area of political correctness mm-hmm. is. It's like. You can't be out here inciting people to violence and murder and then locking up the people who punch them. Well, I think that... Okay, here's the thing. It's illegal for you to be like, I'm going like, to threaten murder. So, like, yo, like, all right, well, I'm going to call the police and then they'll handle that. But it's like, you, regardless of how effective that's going to be, but that's the world we live in. For those just live- listening... <laughs> <laughs> a cold stare to my left, my man here, <laughs> saying that people should call the police for <laughs> racism because <laughs> they're here to help. I'm just saying that, like, that we have to, we have to have freedom of speech. People have the right to say whatever they want to say, even if it's something you don't agree with. And I just don't feel like the government should be, unless it's something that is like a threat, like I'm going to murder you, or like, but is it? it, it People have the right now. There, maybe there are uh, social and economic um, results from like whether you just something racist, sexist, homophobic. Now, yeah, if someone's like, I, no, I, I, I guess what it, what it comes down to for me is like this is the great debate I've been having in recent weeks about a lot of these mm-hmm. conversations, whether it's guns, whether it's sexism, whether it's racism, all these things. You're, I've always been an advocate of like you have to have the freedom and to have the ability to commit the crime sort of thing mm-hmm. like you can say well, all these things are true yeah. and speech is specifically hard because like what is and what isn't you know, incent, you know inciting violence what it, you know, is hate speech blah 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 you have all these questions it's if we're expecting society to punish them for this right mm-hmm. then government and justice should be able to because if, if we're said, if we're saying like okay if you do X Y and Z the expectation is that like societal institutions such as the economy, such as you know, cult, like cultural norm, like all these, all this backlash that you would receive are the expressions of the mass people. Mm-hmm. Then the government should also be responding because the government is supposed to act on behalf of the mass, right? Not exactly, because I feel like there's something that doesn't make sense to me, though. Well, okay, well, you have to give me an example because it will if it's t- we're talking about speech or we're, and so forth. So, then so I don't, think, I don't think it, the government has reacted. The government says you have freedom of speech. So that I mean, unless you're saying like I'm going to kill this whole room tomorrow, then then the police should be involved because there's there's something that will, could lead to, there's a threat that could lead to bodily harm. But if someone says like, oh, I, you know, I don't like black people, I don't like you know, I don't like Muslim people. I, I get what you're saying, but I guess like, again, we're talking about the gray area. The gray area there is when somebody stands up and says, I'm gonna come back here later this week and kill all you niggers. Well, that that's a threat. Is it? It is. It's it like the, the same way you can't yell fire in a movie theater. That's like that's not necessarily true anymore. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like the the gray area is like very gray. Yeah. Well, I just I just I, here's the thing. I I don't I don't want to live in a culture where we're, we're we're policing speech and language. It's just it gets murky and it's like it, things can get weird because it's like if you are you're forced if you're policing speech with laws and rules. It's a slippery slope because now I, I agree. All that. I guess, like I, I'm very over slippery slope theory. Mm-hmm. My response to that is let's you know 
we're a very technologically sound, you know, advanced nation in world at this point, right? Mm -hmm. We've figured out how to make a lot of stuff that sticks on slippery surfaces. Let's stop. You know what I mean? Like, we can figure out a solution that isn't so slippery. I'm fairly convinced of it on most of these topics. My point is, like, there, there has to be some... We talked about this with guns last week mm -hmm. or two weeks ago. It's like... There is such a thing as, like, common sense, like, policy. You mentioned, mm -hmm. like, the fire in a movie theater thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're inciting, like, possible, like, you know, fucking stampedes and riots and whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's problematic. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, necessarily agree with the exact interpretation of it or what's been done with the law since. Mm -hmm. uh, but my point is, like, there are speech needs to be policed on some level. I don't think so. Unless it's a threat. That's the only way I I'll, think it is. If it's like, I'm going to kill you, then there, there needs to be... A, that's the only thing that should be policed. I, what else? Well, we'll Give me an example of something that you were like, oh, it should be, we should police this. It, so the, my point is there's a difference in like the level of directness and uh, imminency of a, of a statement like, I'm going to kill you as in like right now or like very soon, like this is mm -hmm. going to happen. Or... Hey, let's all meet at this place at five o'clock and discuss why the world needs to be ridded of people like you. Now that, now that in and of itself, like you're right, like we probably have to let that go, right? Mm -hmm. But now somebody's having those meetings three times a week, mm -hmm. and now we're exercising our Second Amendment rights to go like load up an arsenal, and now we're driving by your house pointing guns at your house just for the fuck of it. Well, the, okay, well, once you reach to the point where like we like, haven't done anything illegal yet, I'm just I'm just walking around open carry, man. It, it's an open carry state. We can do that. I didn't say anything illegal. It's freedom of speech. Yes, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. But so that's cool, though. Well, okay, well, we're, we're reaching the point where, like, there is all the laws. That, okay, now the, these gentlemen, whoever, they met up. And I'm saying there, there's ways to do everything I just laid out to you perfectly legally. If you do it perfectly legal, I can't, I, I'm just... Where's the, so my, my question to you is always, like, people who have this stance always come back to that. Well, if it's perfectly... Like... Why shouldn't we change the laws? We've always changed the laws. If we can look at that and say, like, it's pretty fucked up to be, like, you know, leading a, like... And I don't agree with all... I don't agree with every law. I mean, there was... I mean, Jim... The Jim Crow laws, you know? Uh, but... Let me, let me ask you this, because we were talking about hypotheticals earlier. Uh -huh. Somebody pitched this question here. If there, there's an active Facebook group that's recruiting for ISIS, right? Uh -huh. Should that be allowed to be on Facebook? Like, should that be, like, we shouldn't take that down? Because, that, like, somebody posed that idea to me, and, like, I agree most of your stance. No, we shouldn't. But then, like, I think about it in regards to, like, other types of hate groups, and I'm like, damn, like, we shouldn't let that stand, right? But, like, no, we have to. You're right. Uh, so my point is, like, but we know we have to monitor that, right? Mm -hmm. And so then when can we police it? That's the question. Yeah, but, okay, so... Like, if somebody's actively recruiting terrorists, right? Yeah. But, like, they're not breaking any laws yet. I, I, I think, let it, dude, that's actually a, a work to the benefit because if that's the method that they're using to recruit people, then you have right in the forefront a way to monitor who they're recruiting and who corresponds. Yeah, if you know where every single one of these groups ever on the internet lies. Well, you know who's <laughs> responding to them, and I'm sure it's, it's, it's already been proven that uh, Facebook's working with the government and and, and trade information, so they're monitoring this shit anyway. So they, Bro, I, cyber terrorism works on a level that, like, if you, if you don't think there are ways to hack around Facebook, like, come on. Yeah, I, I agree, but I assume that, like, I, 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 
I'm not going to be like, oh, all right, well, I'd rather, yeah, leave it out. Because they're going to recruit anyways. And if they're recruiting on Facebook, I guarantee that's the FBI is watching it. And, and if, Facebook, if, if Facebook's like, yo, this is our business, we don't want that, then that's one entity policing itself. Do I think the government I, should be I, involved I, I, guess, I guess this would be my point. We would all ask that the Facebooks of the world should step in and say, we don't want this on our platform, yeah, right? Exactly. So if they did, if Facebook did that, if Google Plus did that, if YouTube did that, Twitter did that, if everybody agreed and did that, right? Now, society has responded and decided we don't want this thing. Yeah. If that's the if that's the voice of society, that's the majority of society, why is it a bad idea for government to say, okay, this isn't a thing anymore? Because We've I, done that with all sorts of stuff. Because all through when history. it comes into the, into speech. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because yeah, I agree with you. I, I, yeah, I just don't want to get to the point where like the government is regulating people's speech, and I think it gets to the point where like I mean we're already in this weird point culturally where like I guess shaming if you do that if, and it's just like it's it's get it's, we it's, I agree we've gotten to a point in society where we equate speech and behavior a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's a murky murky place to be. Mm-hmm. I just like I think. Speech that is designed and intended to incite specific behavior, especially in like this very hyper specific analytics driven age where like I can test and test and test and find perfect phrases to almost brainwash people into very specific mm-hmm. behavior patterns. Yeah, that's a really, really dangerous thing. I don't know what we do about that. I, I agree with you, like policing it without knowing what to do about it yeah. is not it's, what it's we can do. Yeah. I just hope we figure out what we're doing about it soon. And and I and I'm also afraid with, and this is my struggle with the gun thing is that I I don't trust the government. And once you give the government more power, it always fucking backfires. And right now they're policing uh, hate group speech or the group uh, white nationalist speech. But as soon as something's inconvenient for the government, now they're they're, they're policing speech that they just don't like, and that's the and that's my. I, I like I said, I agree with you. Like that is, I get the slippery slope thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, like there's there's got to be a way that, like to your point, like sure, if we're leaving them up, then they've all got to be monitored. Mm-hmm. But I'm 110 percent certain that not every recruitment tactic in the world is being monitored by the FBI and the CIA. Yeah, I agree. And the NSA. I so agree. it's like until we can get to that point, then like. We've got to do something about it. And maybe you're right. Maybe that's just like society responding, right? The, yeah. you know, the Facebooks of the world tearing it down. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And, uh, I, and We got way my, off on a tangent. Yeah, you I realize when this conversation started with Kobe? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But I think it's been a good conversation. <laughs> it's what I think this is the shit that people think about. We went from like money to fucking... Yeah. Uh, so just for clarity, speech. you don't think Kobe did anything? Uh, I think I think they had consensual sex. I think it was rough. I think that regardless, I think she tried to come up afterward. I just think that like I, I just can't see like like Kobe Bryant, like an international sex symbol, NBA All Star. When are we gonna make the misogynist Chris drop? With with with, with no previous history or accusation of being a major creep decides one day to rape some girl in Oklahoma or wherever she's Montana. 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 It's like, it just just doesn't like, it's like, this doesn't add up. I mean, and and that's just like, that's my, and like. I I agree it doesn't add up when you say it like that. Mm -hmm. I think when you think, say, 
internationally renowned superstar, uh, son, 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 son of basketball legend, has traveled the world many times over, has been famous since he was 16 years old, 17 years old, yeah. has traveled in all of the limelight, has dated celebrities, is very well off, all of these things. You have that guy in a hotel room, he makes a move, she says yes. Later on in the interaction, she says actually no. I don't know many people from what we've seen in the Me Too movement. It seems not many men know how to handle that situation correctly. So could I see that being a yes, but then no, and then he wasn't hearing that no? If you, I'm not here to slander Kobe. That's my dog. I love Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But, like, seems to me a lot of dudes, from Kobe to Ryan Seacrest to Harvey yeah. Weinstein to Louis C.K. to Charlie Rose to, like, literally every dude in the world <laughs> seems incapable of hearing that for some reason. Yeah. So, yeah. like... I'm not sitting here, like, again, I'm not going to look at a bag of money and say, nope, didn't happen. Yeah. Because I also think, looking at Kobe's entire career and personality, mm-hmm. I don't think Kobe Bryant's the kind of dude who would have paid her off if he didn't do it. I, I, I 100% Truthfully. think so he would pay to, just to get this out of the media and put it past him. Right I mean, maybe that's right, but, like, seeing the way that Kobe do- moves publicly, at least, mm-hmm. like, he's a killer. Like, he doesn't like to take L's in general. I can't see him... Taking that loss. No, I think I think so. I to 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 put it past him so he can focus on like yo, just go back to the rest of his legacy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he did exactly that and became you know Kobe twenty four instead of Kobe eight. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I just think that like I res I one hundred percent respect the Me Too movement. I think it it is like everyone. I. I don't like anyone taking advantage of anybody. And I think it's been a long history of people who have, with power, have taken advantage of weaker people. And I love the fact that people are getting outed. But the same thing, we do, we we can't just have accusations without due process. I feel like that's a, it, any, any, there has to be there has to be due process. There has to be or it weakens the whole there, overall thing. There either needs to be overwhelming evidence or due process. And I think where things got really gray, uh, Andrew Schultz and the brilliant idiots made a, a really funny comparison. I think it's pretty accurate. It's like uh, this with the Monique situation, right? Monique's whole claim was gender bias and like racial bias is why she couldn't get a deal. Yeah. Uh, brilliance and spent a lot of time going through details whatever but one of the things he said was essentially like the Monique story is like the Aziz story for like that section of Hollywood Mm -hmm. now it's an example you can point to and say like saying nah like you didn't that's not why you didn't get a deal you're just being a Monique right now like you can pull that right now look at the Aziz story in relation to the Me Too movement Mm -hmm. and that's what it felt like to me it was like we had story after story after story that came out that was like brilliant really reported mm-hmm. with irrefutable evidence with 40 fucking named sources yeah. and it was like yeah like I agree and I'm here I'm all here for due process yeah. but I'm also here for like 57 ev- like fucking witnesses with a detailed timeline and like yeah. 32 cooperated written statements and like I'm cool with that. That's overwhelming evidence. Yeah. But then that fueled stories like the Aziz story mm-hmm. where we had like one unnamed source yeah. talking about a date that like was sketchy. Yeah. Ish. 
even, even, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, and, and so like if, those two aren't those two things aren't similar. Like, exactly. Like similar. black people are getting squeezed out from roles in Hollywood for a very long time. That's not why Monique didn't get paid. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I don't know. Like it's that same thing over and over again where it's like due process needs to exist for anything, like in everything. Yeah. But if like if I walk in and me and 30 people are watching you stand over the body with the shotgun and the guy's got a head blown off. Yeah. You're guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hear your story. Yeah. You can tell me. Yeah. Maybe he did something. You, but you better have a really good fucking story. Exactly. And your storyteller better be named Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cochran's dead ass out. <laughs> Yo, for real. Oh, man. Uh... Yeah. Anything else you want to say on nah, we, internet we, culture we, and uh, uh, spiraling out of control of PCness? Uh, no, I think it feels like you've been on that shit lately. I am, dude. It's like it's like starting to fuel into my writing a, a little bit too. Do you so. want to start sitting on the right side of the stage? <laughs> no, I'm good. Actually, I guess on on camera. Yeah, you come on the right side on camera. Okay. I'm that man. I'm I'm gonna be. I'm in the middle, man. Right now, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm more left than I am anything else. But like. It's important for if you belong to the left or you belong to the right. It's important for you to call out bullshit yes. within your group. It's important if you're black or you're white or if you're you know uh, whatever you are. It's important that you you know I guess self groom self self yeah you have self criticize yeah, self critique yeah exactly it's important it's, it makes it makes whatever you believe in uh, more. I'd like to yeah, also point out the irony in two dudes who spend an hour to an hour and a half every single week critiquing everything else in the world, and yeah. we're not very self-critical. I, I'm super <laughs> No, we're individually self-critical as a as a show, yeah. we're the least self-critical oh, yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah. We're the shit and the rest of y'all are peasants. <laughs> and if you don't accept that, then get the fuck off. My yeah. self-esteem is not that high. I am super self My self-esteem is not high at all. My podcast esteem is very yeah. high. Uh Anything else we want to touch on? Oscars, internet culture, PC culture. Do you, do you want to do uh, the last top five? Oh, our last five Maybe things. Uh, we're gonna do five ways we can improve the Oscars because we touched upon the Oscars here, but we didn't like nobody gave a shit because the Oscars don't really matter. Yeah. Award shows in general don't matter that much. All right, what well, what can make the Oscars better? Watch watchable. Uh, I. Yeesh. I guess the first thing for me is like, and I I love Jimmy. Uh, I I think one of the things I would like to see is like more breakup of the host duties. Yeah, like I, multiple, I, hosts multiple like multiple hosts. Yeah, and more comedian. Yeah, more like comedians. Like yeah, bring, more comedian or sketch. Yeah, br- yeah, like bring in bring in like Chappelle, bring in hard, bring in freaking uh, what's the one dude that used to Trevor Noah Trevor dude before concerned. Trevor Noah. Uh, this is, I, I mean, honestly, I like the Kimmels and the Fallons of the world, too. I don't think they're bad at that kind of thing. But I think that you add a mix-up of all Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It makes it, it makes it more watchable. Um, I also think you could arguably go the other way. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I wish we'd just speed up a couple... Like, I'd be happy... If you're not going to add more in, like... Like a more diverse slew of performance, mm-hmm. then I would be happy trimming down the performance aspects yeah. and trimming down like the nomination aspects. Yeah. It shouldn't take eleven minutes to read nominees. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Just like fucking boom, 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 boom. Exactly. And that way we could get more categories like on TV. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff that, that I guess rolls into number three for me. Mm-hmm. And I swear I'll let you contribute to this list at some point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the biggest thing for me in all award shows is like I want to see more categories on TV. Yeah. There's so many cool little niche categories that like 
I get no, like nobody gives a fuck about like I don't know, like you know, sound best was, boom mic yeah, or whatever. No, no, sta- uh, so, uh, sound design is actually one of the ones they televise. I don't. Uh, but and like you know, lighting effects and stuff like that. But I think there's other like niche ones out there that would be like cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's even more applicable to uh, the Grammys mm-hmm. and like any audio-based ones because a lot of formats that don't get recognized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that could be greatly improved in the Oscars mm-hmm. uh, and kind of diversifying you know how, what they hand out and what they televise. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I guess like the whole culture should be less like. Glitz. I mean, I, that's hard to do, but less PC and less freaking like stuffy and shit. Make it a little bit looser and funner. Uh, I I disagree with that. You I think, I think award like shows are supposed like to. It's supposed to be. It's yeah. it's a formal event. I don't know. I don't like that. You just don't like getting dressed up. I don't. But I will, you know. No, it, like, okay, so what the fuck else do you wear a tuxedo to? You can wear a tuxedo, but I mean, I don't want it to be the BET Awards, but like, it shouldn't be so fucking it, stuffy. It, that's my opinion. I don't know. Don't critique my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the BT world. I want to be a Bible. Nice flavor, flavor. No, see, th- so that's my thing. Is like I like I like the formality of it. I just wish people would tone down their formal work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't need you out here with like y- you can stunt without stunting that hard. Yeah, like I don't know. Like it, there's a fine line there, but yes, I agree with you. Yeah. It's a little extra. I, I I hear what you're saying. Like I'm not trying to see you out here and like. You know, it's just this. Little, I don't know. I don't just like that. I don't show. want the VMAs. Yeah. No. Nah. Eh. Shorter. Uh, so shorten the time. Better. More. More Short. types of performance. Yeah. Not more of the same performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- like shorter more introductions. Hosts. More hosts. Uh, more categories on TV. Yeah. I feel like we need at least one more less because we, we just added like an hour to the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to shave the commercials. Yeah, shave the... Yeah, they, I know that's where you get paid, but, like, do something else. Yeah, you can just live stream this shit, right? Yeah. I, they it, should do, like, more, like, underground... Like, like find young directors. Like, I guess that would be another category, but maybe, like, new categories. Like, uh, like people who just, like, super independent films, like, hmm. ground, like, breaking... Yeah. See, I feel like, no, that's what I mean. I feel like there are Oscars for that already. Oh, we yeah, just don't we'll see them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. that's definitely in that category. I, I would like to see, uh, just from the presentation standpoint, too, like, some more angles of it. So yeah. I think it'd be cool, with, especially in, like, the live streaming generation, where it's, like, we see everything from 20 angles, right? Like, yeah. why don't we have cameras, like, all over the place, and it's, like, Football live camera, feed. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, you have, like, your, you know, your Micah, mainstream. Yeah, 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 yeah that'd, be, that'd be cool yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Oscars mic'd up. That's our yeah. that's our big suggestion. Yeah, I like that. Shit. Oh, and I still stand by the Bill Simmons theory of like you can't you can't vote on movies till at least three years out yeah. or five years out. Which I pick, because going through some of these Oscar winners, like uh, some of the more recent ones probably hold up, but like Argo, yeah. really, bro. Just for the record, Argo came out the same year as Django Unchained, Silver Linings Playbook, which is fire. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, which wasn't for me at all, but like. Was supposedly really really good. Like I saw Argo, it was a fine movie, but like, I wasn't the best movie that year. Les Mis, you kidding me? Yeah. Beast of Southern Wild, which was no dope. Was I ain't never even seen that. Really? Mm-hmm. Should, which, Check it out. Yeah, no, it's good shit. Uh, so that's our last file. Anything else you want to hit today? Yeah. I got a bunch yeah. of other shit, but like, I don't know. It's all smaller things. Shout out to Jordan Peele one more time, uh, winning best screen yeah. uh, screenplay. I think. Get Out could have won a bunch of other things. That's the one thing I was waiting for at the Oscars. I'm just glad it got something prominent, so good for him. Uh, 
See Ryan Seacrest ratings dropped fifty seven percent on his Oscar broadcast. They're getting them the fuck out of here. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest yeah. is done. Uh, he paid though. Yo, that's gonna be our new closing segments. Who got me too this week? Yeah. And we're just gonna read off the list of niggas who are not gonna work in Hollywood for the next three to five years, yeah. and that we're gonna replace in the next three to five. They years. all coming back. Him, uh, Louis C.K. Like, oh, that, they're all coming like, back. But like, bro, I'm so taking the black Ryan Seacrest lane. Like, I gotta polish up my speech, stop saying nigga all the time. Like, <laughs> just swearing every five minutes. But like, I'm out here. I'm here yeah. for hire. There you go. Trust me, that Some check is jam. way lower than what you got to cut Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> like, I'll give you, like, you can pay me what you pay female broadcasters. So, like, <laughs> 70% of whatever you pay Ryan Seacrest. I'm cool. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, that's terrible. We out of here. It's, we out of here. Late uh, to podcast. Yeah, Late to Work Podcast, episode 27. You try, oh, 28, I should say. Sorry. If you're trying to find us anywhere on the internet, Late to Work with Numeral 2. Uh, that's us on iTunes. That's us on Stitcher. That's us on SoundCloud. Huh? It'll be somewhere on the video. Oh, yeah, somewhere in the video down where we're pointing here. Uh, you can find us on all social media at late to work. We'll be on IG very soon, uh, yeah. is my plan. Uh, you can find us individually at Mitch Gaines, at only Chris Allen. You got dates? You want to get the people? Uh, yeah, I should be at, if it's, the snow doesn't keep me out of uh, Boston tomorrow, I'll be at uh, the Sea Point in South Boston. Um, I'll be at Skidapalooza in April 21st. I'll be at, uh, uh, no, on Saturday, I'll be at, uh, Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston for the, uh, March Madness competition. Um, yeah, uh, in the rest, I will get back to you. Onlychrisallen.com. Go find him there. That's where all the dates will be. My man is horrible doing promo. I am, dude. I'll get better. Anyway, another week has passed. Get out there and be your best self. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dick. Nigga. Did it for my mama and my family, them. Stay true, never change, now we